for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is October 20th, 2020. And today, Justin is back on the podcast, and we're giving everybody a little update of what's been going on the last couple weeks. All right, welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today is episode 133. And today's guest is a guy that we haven't heard in a long time. He's a return guest. <laughs> and he's actually graced us with his presence today. So actually, it's our co-host, Justin Fabian. So welcome back to the show, Fabes. Hey, thank you. Uh, good to be here. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. <laughs> it's good to have you back, oh, man. man. Yeah, it's it's good to be back, and it's not because of any. I wasn't gone for any particular reason. I guess it's just life happened, and there's there's a lot to catch up on, and I think we'll have to dedicate a lot more time than we have right now to covering all those bases. <laughs> yeah, today's just going to be a quick, you know, brief intro. I shouldn't say intro, just a recap of like what the heck you and I've been up to doing. Um, you know, I've had a couple guests on recently since you've you know, been in your endeavors and everything, your elk hunts yep. and, and everything. And talking about the theme was there for, you know, up until now is, you know, early October hunting and kind of getting some, getting some guests on that have been very successful in October. And, and I think a lot of people took, uh, took some good stuff out of that, but today is just going to be a 30 to 40 minute, hopefully that's what we always say. And then it always yeah. goes longer, but, hopefully. um, just a recap of what you and I've been up to, and then I've been in some pretty exciting hunts here in Michigan lately, and maybe kind of get everybody up to speed on that. And then, what the heck you've got going on? I mean, your life has been spinning faster and faster every day. I feel like I've hardly even talked to you. So um, yeah, it has. That's 
That's an understatement. <laughs> we can get into that though, because you got some pretty excited new, exciting news. If you want to share that, um, yeah, um, I, I've. It's going to go against a lot of the things I said, you know, six months ago or when I first came on the podcast. But uh, um, I don't know how else to put it. But me and Ali bought a farm and we moved out of Des Moines. So it's to say we been spinning faster and faster every day. Like I said, as an understatement, we, uh, we closed on Tuesday last week and we moved in. We started moving in Monday night last week. We signed the papers on Tuesday morning and today's Monday. So literally a week later, here we are. And, uh, that's why I've been going. It's, we, uh, we put an offer on a place back in, oh, I guess it was probably the first week of August, I don't know. I don't even know when it was. August tenth or something like that. But um, got accepted right away, and we had a contract, and then went through the the fun process of of buying a new house, and uh, we've got forty acres now in Iowa. I mean, you are a Iowa land owner now. Like I am. That's sweet because that means you get a landowner tag, and you can kill yep. three bucks this year now. I can. That's if I had time to do it, which I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's they. Uh, I the the day we signed those closing documents and the deed got transferred, I was on I was online and I applied for that landowner status. Like first thing I did when it was legally ours was turn in that parcel number and fill out the application, and they approved it the next day. And um, a lot, lot of benefits that go with that. It's not just having an extra buck tag. It's it's the ability to actually buy doe tags as well because in a lot of counties in Iowa, there's just a there's a doe quota. So you can buy up to five doe tags per day throughout the entire deer season, archery, shotgun, muzzleloader, all the way out to the end until that county quota is full. And by the time I bought my license this year, my archery license, the new county that we now live in, the quota was already full. Like They sold all the tags. So obviously a lot lower population of deer in this area versus like Southern Iowa, Decatur County, Lucas County. But, um, with the landowner status, we do have the ability to buy, buy tags directly. So it's kind of a neat bonus. The thing I love about it the most is your thought process of when this deed is transferred and signed over (laughs) is that you needed to apply for a landowner tag. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I just like to see that your priorities are right in the oh, correct yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, I've I've said it before. Like last year, I dabbled in the western hunting, and man, I'm there's no denying it. I'm a I'm a deer hunter. If that was the first thing on my list. It was like it's like when you turn 21. You know, we can't wait to buy your first beer. It was like I'm a landowner. I need to get my my tag. I need to get my extra tag. <laughs> I need to get that status. For uh, sure. Well, that's good. Have you? I guess the question <clears throat> is, and I haven't even really talked to you much, but have you? set foot on the property as far as hunting it yet uh yeah i sat it one time so far and that was uh well today's october what 19th today we're recording this today's the 19th so i sat it for the first time on the uh evening of the 17th and i saw nothing <laughs> but it was it was just a surreal hunt you know it's like hunting your own farm like this is mine now and like this is what we've worked for and this is this is this is the place like this is where it's all going to happen now and that was the first set the first hunt and it was like 
it was a shit show to tell you the truth. I it was a hang and bang, and it was the first hunt of the second hunt of the year for me. And I don't know, it took me hour and a half to get it set up, and I wasn't even filming. <laughs> so it was just to get the get the bugs out, you know, get the dust off, and kind of just sat there laughing at myself, and sat there in the tree stand, and just like looked around, and it's like I look over one shoulder, I can see the green public hunting sign. I look to the other shoulder, and there's our 15 acre bean field, and it's like this this is this is awesome. And I, it didn't even matter to me. I didn't see a deer. That's cool though. I mean, that's like you said, it's a surreal feeling. I mean, just to even have your own little chunk of heaven that you can call yours is, is, is crazy. And then the first deer you kill on that thing is going to be so rewarding, you know, regardless of what it is. Yeah, no, it's there, there is one out there that I've, I've gotten pictures of on two different occasions. Uh, all at all at nighttime, middle of the night, and I haven't seen them in about two and a half weeks. I've had cameras out here since they accepted our offer, so I've had cell cams going on this place since uh, middle of August, I guess, August 15th, 20th, somewhere in there. And, I mean, I've been getting pictures of deer, but there's one out there that's, I, I think I sent you a picture of it. He's probably 160-something, mid-60s. He's good. Yeah, he's good. But uh, I haven't... I haven't seen him yet on the hoof or like I said, no pictures of him since then, but it's, it's been a learning process the last week. And if I've only been out here for a week, like I said, so it's, it's going to be a learning process for this whole season because I have no other Intel on this place other than some old tree stands that I found and the cell cam photos that I've been getting since August, which really don't mean a whole lot, you know, at this point in the season. So it's, put the time in and see where they move, how they move. And if I, if I see a good buck, then I think that's going to be a bonus. This year's going to be about learning how they use the land and figuring out where cameras need to be or where stands need to be, you know, and figure out what resources they don't have on this 40 acres and figure out how to get it. Yep, for sure. And that's, you know, that sometimes that can take years to do, you know, and it's like, even with the, the one acre farm, it's like, I'm still real figuring out how deer are moving through it, and it's like Jesus, like you know, they didn't do that for the last two years. What the hell are they doing out there, you know, or something like right. that? And it's just, I just feel like year to year. I mean, yeah, you've got those funnels and and train features that deer just seem to use, regardless. I mean, every year, but it, you know, every deer changes. Every deer is different, and it's like maybe you know, you just. You got to adapt. And that's why I always say like a good, what makes a really good deer hunter is a guy or a gal that can adapt to the situation and get, you know, get an opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And it's, you know, we, we've mentioned it in, in prior podcasts and, you know, there's, is this idea of a quote unquote kill tree, you know, is, is that a real thing? Is there specific places you can go year to year and consistently kill a buck or a mature buck? And, in my experience, that answer is yes. So, like, that's my goal is to is to find where that kill tree is going to be on this place because, yes, it's 40 acres, but in the grand scheme of things, is it is it a lot? Like, it's it, it, not really, but it's what I have, and it's still more than some people have. And I'm not – listen, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or complaining or – I'm very happy with what I have. But the kicker is my property borders 1,500 acres of public land. So I literally have people walking in on the other side of my line, parking a hundred yards off my driveway, you know, and it's, 
it's accessible for me to get to, obviously, so I can go to public, but they can't come to me. So I've got to, I've got to figure out how to not manage that, but utilize the, the pressure or take advantage of the way people access the public land, hoping deer get pushed onto mine. You know, it's just, it's a different dynamic. And it was, it was, what was a, it was, it was an appealing factor in wanting to buy this land at, at the same time, but it also, our land sits in the Northwest corner of all this public land. Like we're on the Eastern, we're, I'm sorry, we're on the Western line of that public. So come deer season, anything with a North or a West wind, like you want, it's kind of hard to access any of that public for me. And it's kind of hard to access the rest of our own property with a North or a West wind. Um, it'll hunt great early with a South or anything with East in it, but. Well, I can see what you're saying too, like, cause there's a lot of, I mean, everybody that's not, you can't access from your spot. That's an advantage right. that you have over, you know, all those other public land hunters that are hunting that. So that's yeah. huge. And I see what you're saying by that. If you have North or a West wind, you're kind of pooched, but yep. And I also see, like, how do you make, you know, the public land, uh, that pressure kind of work to your advantage. And one thing I like about what you did was, you know, a lot of guys are probably steer clear of, like, oh, man, it's touching public. Like, why would I want to hunt that? Or, you know, why would I want to buy it and make it my own? I like how you went with it because I think I would have done the same thing. You don't only have 40 acres, you have 1,540 acres, you know, yeah, to that, hunt. that's exactly how I looked at it, and it's, I know I'm not going to pull a ton of deer out of there, but, you know, our property sits on one of the, the biggest pieces of timber in that public, like, it, our timber goes into that biggest piece of timber on the public, and it's all on the Boone River, like, it, it's river bottom ground, and we've got 13 acres of crops out here, you know, and it's beans this year, it'll be corn next year. My neighbor is the one who plants it. Like they're deer hunters. He left me four acres of beans out there. I was like, how, how can you complain about that? It's like, I know that come December, those beans are going to pull a lot of deer out of the public land. So, and that, that's if they don't all get run out of there during shotgun season. But I don't, I don't expect that to happen. There'll be deer around. For sure, and you already got a couple good ones coming through there, so it's just, like you said, it's something new. You know, it's like, it's it's just trying to figure that out and and figure out where you need to go and what you need to do. Right, and that's, it's a lot of observation sets. Like, if I I shoot a buck this year, I think it'll be a bonus. Um, That that said, I, I have hunted the public land twice now and my own property once. Um, so I'm, I'm still sticking to my guns of, of hunting the public land as much as I can. And it's not because I have nothing here to hunt. It's just because I, I'd rather take the chance on public land, not knowing how they move than I will on my own land. Like I've, I've been hunting public out here for two years since I moved here and done okay. So it's, and I don't mind doing it. It's, I just, I just don't know how things are working on my property and my cameras are telling me there's a couple of doe family groups that live here and that's it. I think those bucks are just kind of passing through. So it's, there's, there's nothing telling me to hunt here yet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yep, for sure. It's nothing's really telling you to, to strike now, which on the flip side of that thing, you know, me here, I've got until right now in the last six days, just about every day that I need to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's been crazy. <clears throat> Yeah, it is, man. It's 
and that's you and I talked earlier on the phone for a little while, but it's between having a new farm, you know, trying to figure it out. I've, I've got a bunch of shoots worked into my schedule for the month of November, uh, even into December and January. And somehow in the last two weeks, my schedule has gone from wide open, empty and ready to hunt every day to, I literally now only have five days to hunt the entire month of November. Like I'm, I've got two back-to-back trips, and I come home for five days, and then I go again until Thanksgiving. And those five days I am home, I'm going to South Dakota for that that tag I drew in South Dakota. So it's like, here we are on October 19th. I leave November 1st. I have 10 days to kill a deer in Iowa with a bow. Otherwise, I'm waiting until muzzleloader. Yeah, and that's a lot of what my schedule is as well. I mean... Casey and I are leaving for Ohio a week from today, so I've got this week, i got to do a shoot sometime this week, I don't, the day is not solidified yet, but sometime this week i got to do a shoot, but come Monday, we're gone, and I don't know when we'll be back, we're going to be coming back, like for a day or two before the 9th of November, because him and I fly out to Colorado for uh, elk hunt, and then... We're there for like four or five days, come back home for a couple of days, then fly to Nebraska for a Utah or a, a Nebraska mule deer hunt, and that takes us to Thanksgiving. So yeah. literally, I mean, my hunting is like basically the next six days, seven days. And I thought it was going to be even shorter. I thought we'd be, we were going to be leaving this Monday, like today, but no, it got extended. So I got like five or six more days, um, and then if I don't get it done... You know, then I've got that Kansas gun tag in early December that I'm I'm putting a lot of merit on because I'm excited for that. I just am. I haven't had That's a gun out in a, in a couple years, and it's just all the guys are going to be in camp. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Oh, I just got a I just got a picture. My my phone just went off. Hopefully, it's a human walking through your food plot. <laughs> nope, it's a red squirrel. <laughs> He's literally on his back feet just jumping through a scrape I made yesterday. I moved it I moved it to a different scrape, so I was like, ooh, first picture on the on the new camera. Mm-hmm. Squirrel. Well that's cool. I uh, I haven't really given you many updates on what I've been doing because you and I haven't really talked. I mean like you said we talked this morning a little bit for the first time on the phone yep. in a while. But um I'll tell you what, today's the nineteenth, last what was it, the thirteenth and fourteenth. So to kind of back up, I mean you don't even know this story, so I got a, I got like three bucks that I'll shoot on, uh, I got three, sorry, I got someone, I'm sitting in my truck and recording podcasts because that's what I do now. And my <laughs> tent windows are tinted. They're murdered out. You can't even see in my truck. And I got my, uh, sister-in-law just walked by the truck and could hear my truck talking, but couldn't see me. So she's looking like oh. aimlessly, like who's in the truck. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've got three bucks on the one acre farm that are, are shooters that I'm going to, I'm going to take, um, which in all three are still alive as of last night. And so it would have been a week ago to, or a week ago yesterday, I did a scouting mission and found one of these bucks and it was a buck that he, I I have him on camera, but I'm like, okay, he's going to be like a game time decision. I really couldn't tell how big he was. Um, and what his age was really, the picture wasn't the greatest, well, I hadn't seen him on the hoof, you know, since that picture. Well, a week ago yesterday, I put my eyes on him for the first time, and 
yeah i was like yep yeah, I'll, I'll shoot him you know like <laughs> game time like here we go right. let's let's go after him so i actually got permission on a neighboring property to hunt their property bow hunt it so i went in there hung a stand keegan and i uh hunted that for three days solid and saw a couple bucks saw a couple does never saw him um one night it was third i think it was thursday night last thursday night i mean a quarter mile away on on the one acre farm where we can i mean it's wide open here it's ag field so you can see forever keegan's like there's a shooter over there i can tell i mean this is like seven eight nine hundred yards away and he could see antlers and i'm like holy shit so i had a friend that wasn't hunting that night drive over there and see what it was and he ended up seeing number one two and three shooters all chasing does in the cut cornfield on on my property so i'm like what the hell and i'm like who are they you know and he was telling me who they are and i'm like okay yep that's one two and three there so we moved in closer the next day and saw 14 does that morning not a buck we went hunting that night moved in even closer to that activity hunted that night and saw one of the shooters the number two shooter and he was so far away that's the tough thing about the the one acre farm is that it's just little wood lots and fence rows and i can't get in as tight like i can only get in so tight so these deer are living on the neighbors and i'm literally gotcha. just like you know it's to the point where it's like pick the right tree or pick the right i've been wanting to go on the ground and you know like pick the right area and hopefully they they walk by so i hunted friday night saw that buck and then um and hey, then, i gotta stop you one second yep um i'm sorry <laughs> oh my gosh. okay we're back after uh, uh station identification here <laughs> yeah so you left off with uh you hunted them Friday night. You saw shooter number two. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I got to keep my head straight. <laughs> Justin had some technical difficulties over there a little bit ago. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Technical. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I was talking about seeing that shooter, and whatnot. But you know, I'm trying to get in tight to where all this activity is. And honestly, the biggest thing with hunting this farm is that you, I only can get so close. So it's like literally comes down to pick the right tree, pick the right spot, and hopefully they walk by. I honestly, if I if the best way to describe the one acre farm, that whole farm is like, it's like a good rut spot because you just never know where they're going to show up, but eventually they're going to bring these deer or the, these does are going to bring these bucks by, you know, your stand at some point, just hopefully you're there. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's kind of what I'm fighting with right now. So last night which would have been Sunday night, I, my, my wife had, has to work Monday. So she has to go in, she's a nurse, so she goes in early. Um, I had to get my daughter off to daycare. Well, you know, since we sold our house and everything, I live with my in-laws. Um, and my mother-in-law said she would take my daughter to daycare in the morning. So I'm like, perfect. You know, it's going to be a great morning. I'm going to get out. So I get up to go hunting. I got everything packed. I mean, all I got to do is literally put the stuff in the truck and head to the stand. So then I start doing, like, the doubt. Like, okay, oh, yeah. it's Monday. I need to be a good dad. I'm going to be leaving soon. Like, I really want to take my daughter to daycare, but, you know, my mother-in-law said she'll do it. But, I, you know, I enjoy doing that, and it's like the dad things get me. And then it's like, then the hunting doubt gets me. So it's like, 
the stand I wanted to go to, I actually all the stands I go to, I have to access by field. So I got to get, I got to go through a field and it's like, you know, I might be blowing all the deer out in the morning. So it's like, ah, you know, do I want to do that? And then yada, yada. So I talked myself out of it. So I didn't go. So I was drinking my coffee or whatever, got my daughter ready. We loaded up in the truck and I took her to daycare. When I was coming back home, I'm like, I'm going to go by the farm and, you know, see if anything's out there. And it was early. I mean, it was like the, the sun was not even coming up yet. I mean, it was daylight, but it, you know, the sun hadn't come up yet. And um, I look over and I see, I see a deer on the edge of the timber, the neighbor's timber, which is, you know, our field meets their timber. And I pick the binos up and there's a doe and a fawn. And I look behind him and there's my number one shooter. And he is literally 100 yards from my stand that I was going to go to. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> oh, I wanted to take an ice pick and just jam it right in my eye. And <laughs> he proceeded to watch me a little bit, and I glassed him up for a little bit. And then he was dogging this doe. I mean, the last, I'll say the last four days here in Michigan, I've seen more bucks chasing I've never seen anything like it in October, mid-October like this, but bucks are chasing does all over right now. Now, granted, a lot of them are two-year-olds, but I do have some three-year-olds that are pushing like crazy and bullying deer like like none other. So I don't know how to really equate that, like what's going on. It has gotten really cold here, but I've never seen it like this before. Yeah, it's. I haven't seen any chasing yet, but... Um, I, I had two two-year-olds kind of sparring last night for almost an hour uh, on the public that I was hunting, and they were like 50 yards from me in a CRP field, and it was seeing the scrapes pop up, and you can tell they're getting checked every couple of days. It's like you know they're young bucks, but like you said, it's it's never been like this that I can remember since I've hunted. It's never been this good this early. Yeah, I mean, the amount of scrapes that are out right now just on my farm is insane. And I've got I got two cell cams on scrapes, and obviously all of them are getting hit after dark right now by bucks. But when I see a buck visually from the stand, he hits a scrape in daylight on the on a field edge or something, like a three year old hitting hitting a scrape in daylight, and I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, why aren't you hitting the scrape that's a couple hundred yards away from you? <laughs> that's in you know my cell cam in daylight <laughs> so it's yeah. like you know I, I just don't know what to think but honestly it's one of those things I just have got to be in the right place at the right time which is a lot of hunting too but I don't know I got a good win tonight and I think I'm going to jump in the one acre though that buck was chasing that doe right around the one acre so I think I'm yeah. going to sneak into that stand tonight and just hope and pray you know yeah it's all you can do and it's I don't know there's there's too many factors that are in everyone's favor right now. So if you see any sign of rut activity or scrape activity or even the weather that we're getting, like in Iowa right now, this, this snow or the, the cold snap all through the Midwest, like everybody should be should be hunting because of any factor you get right now. It's Like I said, there's just too many things that are in everyone's favor, I think. And if you look back at like some of the, some of the stuff that the jury has talked about, you know, in over the summer as they kind of did their rut prediction. And you look at the calendar, there's two full moons in October, like October 1st and October 31st. So you have the moon waxing twice as many times as it did in a normal month. You know, when it only rises once, 
now it happens twice. It's and we've got weather that that just escalates everything that the moon says, and it's like it's a perfect storm. Yep, it really is. And speaking of the moon, um, right now we are in a waxing crescent. Um, I th- did it start today or yesterday or something like that? But we're in a waxing waxing crescent right now. So I go back and look at the bucks that I've killed because I, I keep a log of like all the bucks that I've killed. And I've killed just as many in a waxing moon as I have in, in, in any other moon. So it's like, I don't know, there's got to be something to that. So to yeah. go to further your point, I mean, I've seen more bucks. Now, granted, they're two- and three-year-olds. I haven't seen anything older than that yet, but uh, I've seen more bucks in daylight the last five to six days in Michigan, um, two- and three-year-olds cruising, chasing does, fighting. Like, it's almost like the rut right now. It's it's crazy. It, it's, yes, it is. It's um, If you if anybody follows that whole red moon cycle thing, it's we're actually in the second day of a uh, six day red moon phase right now. The, the, it started on the 18th and ends on the 23rd. So again, it's just, everything is lining up and it's, I, I like I said earlier, I've got about nine or 10 more days to kill a deer. So I'm hunting every day right now and I'm hunting mornings and it's, there's no reason not to be out there. Like, like it's the rut. Yep. Well, and I'm, you know, a lot of people say, and I even say it too, in certain scenarios, don't go through a field in the morning, but I have shot a four-year-old on this farm where I, you know, in the morning where I went through a bean field in the morning yep. and it worked out like, not saying it's going to work out every time or if you're going to bump deer, but right now I just got to take, I got to make an aggressive move and I probably should have yeah, done that exactly. this morning and I didn't tomorrow morning if i can get my mother-in-law to take her to daycare i'm probably gonna pull the hunting card instead of the dad card and i'm gonna go hunting. <laughs> oh yeah it's i'm doing the same thing and with my travel schedule Allie knows like i'm gone for pretty much 26 days straight as of november 1st and i'm hunting every night and i'm hunting every morning for the next nine days so no dad card but I'm not home when she gets home, and I'm not home in time for dinner. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's all right. right. Well, I I, I want to wrap it up here. We just wanted to get on here real quick and, and kind of give you guys a short little update. But one thing I do want to let everybody know out there that you know has tuned into the, I guess you don't tune into a podcast. You just download a podcast, so you're not tuning in, but. All the supporters out there that have followed, you know, us in the fall podcast over the last two years, I cannot thank you enough. Like how many times you guys download the podcast? It's the last three months. I mean, it's been a, like since we started this, it's been a gradual uptick. But I'll tell you what, like three months ago, we made a jump in downloads and subscribers. Like I'm not lying to you like 10 times. Like it's unbelievable the numbers we're getting right now. And I want to thank you guys for doing that. And thank you for, you know, spreading the word and keep spreading the word. Uh, It means so much to Justin and I. I mean, we don't really need, you know, a a slap and tickle like that much, but it's just good to know that like what we're putting out, people are enjoying and they like to listen to us. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, really. No, it really does make you smile. Like, it's hard for me to say that because I've been so absent the last six or eight weeks, whatever it's been, but it, it really does. It's, listen, my house is a mess right now. It's full of 
half-empty boxes, full-empty boxes, pile of trash to burn, and skulls and deer mounts and everywhere, and three dogs wondering what couch they could sit on. And we're sitting here middle of the day. I'm waiting on a FedEx truck, and Aaron's trying to go hunting. So it's it, it's very much appreciated to see those numbers grow like that and see comments on on Facebook, social media, you know, Instagram, everything. It's it's all worth it. Yep, definitely. Well, dude, good luck the next 10 days. I know you're not going to be talking a little yeah, bit more now just because I know we're both going to be home here, but um, yep. we got we got a good guest that we're going to record with tomorrow. I'm not going to let anybody know who that is. Hopefully, we're still good. We've had to move this podcast, uh, the recording for tomorrow a couple times, so I'm hoping it happens. Cross your fingers. But next week, yeah. <laughs> um, it should be a really good podcast. Not that all of them aren't really good, but um, look yeah, forward to that. Be- a wealth of knowledge yeah i i agree um yeah so good luck i guess the next 10 days to you man and hopefully you and i'll be talking hopefully we'll have to do an extra podcast this week about one of us killing a deer that we can just jump on and do this again i hope so man it's it's snowing right now in my backyard and leaves are wet and i'm i'm sneaking in for a hanging hunt again so good deal man well i'm gonna let you go uh keep me posted on tonight let me know how you do All right, yeah, I'll be texting you. Let me know how you do. All right, will do. See you. All right, see you. All right, there it is. I I can't express enough. You know, Justin and I just kind of did a thank you to everybody, but seriously, thank you so much, everybody, for downloading and subscribing. I'm just going to remind you, if you haven't, go to the Fall Podcast Instagram page, like that, subscribe. Um, Same with the Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page, the Fall Podcast. Um, Do that leave some you know feedback leave a rating on itunes it's greatly appreciated thank you so much and uh, like i said if we can get this podcast recorded tomorrow next week's podcast is probably going to be as far as guests goes everybody knows this guy i would think but uh i've been excited to do this and i've been trying to get him on the hook for about a month and a half and our schedules just have not lined up so i'm hoping tomorrow this will get done and you guys will appreciate it so Thank you guys very much. Good luck out there. Go kill a deer. And uh, we'll catch you right back here next week on the Fall Podcast. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.